Good morning. Good morning, Defy Gravity. Uh, this is Juliana Sauber, traditional naturopath, coming to you from Michigan. We had snow overnight. I'm wondering when spring is going to start. <laughs> I have my orange glasses on again today. I find that they really help my eyes with uh, all the computer work and, and the blue screens that we are looking at these days. And I think we're spending more time on blue screens than ever before as a general rule. So the orange glasses really help me. Um, and they sort of take the strain off my eyes and allow me to read better. I thought I would open today um, again with um, just thoughts going out to the people that are struggling right now with health challenges as well as financial challenges because we have a lot going on globally. And um, I know living in Michigan, we have a lot going on. There's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of uh, discussions and you know, back and forth and positioning. And that can really get us riled up. And um, whether we're aware of it or not, the energy of everything that's happening around us impacts us. So I really felt strongly led to say, okay, let's talk about some techniques to help to, you know, things you can do when you feel that fear rising up in you. And uh, I'll go through those uh, here in a minute. I wanted to bring forth a book that I'm reading. It's going to be backwards. The Field by Lynn McTaggart. Um, I think I picked this up years ago and decided to read it again. And uh, this one in particular is a really nice, quick, I call it quick. It's a synopsis of the findings of quantum physics, especially early on. This helps to understand the energetic field. And when I say things like you may sense or feel the energy of what's happening with people emotionally right now, this gives you a quantum physics explanation of how that works. I think it also gives us a quantum physics explanation. So for you know the logical brain, if you will, of when we pray for somebody around the world, how that prayer travels and gets to um, that individual or group. And I know um, myself and the individuals that I stay connected with that work um, in uh, this space uh, are really focused on let's lift everything up. Let's stay above the fray and stay as uh, healthy as we can and sending love and light. Because that is really a piece of this puzzle, isn't it? And then another book that I was just reminded of, Move Your DNA. And I'm uh, going to pick this one back up again. I read through part of it. Uh, but it's a really good book, Restore Your Health Through Natural Movement. Uh, so this is just an opportunity, and this is not an area I have any expertise in. <coughs> so that's why I'm kind of pointing you in the direction of this book. She also has a podcast. But she really does get into movement and how it helps us to be healthy. Um, not only the idea of getting out, getting sunshine, getting grounded, um, but then moving your body to allow for flow. Um, she's speaking in a physical sense, but in an energetic sense, we got to have flow going as well. So movement helps with that. All right. So today we're going to talk into stress, fear, and anxiety and panic and, and what to do instead. So I really wanted to be very practical about things you can do. Um, and, and, and behaviors, if you will, to help shift out of them. So the first thing that I always do, this is the first thing I learned, because I used to work in a very stress-filled environment, and I contributed to that stress. 
full disclosure, I was the one who stirred more pots than I can even imagine. And not proud of that, but it is what I did. And, and uh, I think I have a bit of a rebellious nature and it really comes from being a questioner. Um, if, you, if you listen to, I think it's Gretchen Rubin, the four tendencies, I fall in the questioner category. I'm constantly asking questions and questioning what I'm being told um, and then trying to apply like a different set of uh, logic and rules to say, okay, is this really what's going on or is this really the best course of action? So in being a questioner, I questioned everything. I sat in management meetings and said, hey, I'm not sure this is going, this is the right way to go, et cetera, which kind of got me into the, it got me into a good position in that I would be hired to solve problems or brought into projects to solve problems. But it also meant that I was the one in the, the meeting that they saw as stirring the pot, if you will. So I created a fair amount of my own stress, <laughs> no doubt. Um, so breathing was one of the first things I learned how to do. And I would, um, things would get me all riled up. And as I became aware of that, and I felt it like rise up in my belly or in my chest, my chest would tighten. I would feel tingling in my hands, feel like I want to just, you know, go crazy. I would go into my office and I was fortunate to have an office to close the door. So hopefully you've got that, even if it's your bathroom in your house <laughs> to get away from the situation. Um, and I think that's one of the first things is get away from the situation as much as possible. So if the media is firing you up, because that's what they're designed to do is to spin people. There's a lot of fear in mainstream media. You know, even their languaging, they use the victim language. Um, they use, you know, pandemic or disaster, or terrible, or all these fear-based words. And I'm seeing it even in our political leadership. Not a lot of uplifting talk, a lot of fear-based talk. And not that we don't need to be realistic and not that we don't have to have discussions uh, that say, you know, we, we need to be cautious or we need to be realistic about this or we need to take certain steps, but it should be followed with. Um, but I, you know, uh, but beyond this, we've got some great things that we're putting in place, like bring this up, keep people's spirits up. And I don't see a lot of that. So it really falls on us as with anything else to take responsibility for our personal emotions and our physical health and um, not rely on others to be able to do that for us. So breathing is the first thing I'd recommend you do. So I first learned just a really basic breath. <coughs> Sorry. So a lot of times when we're stressed out, and this is part of our fight flight, it's part of the nervous system, is we breathe sort of from here up. So I'll see people that are very stressed out breathe like this. Where it's literally like the upper part of their chest and their shoulders. And that really is a normal survival technique. So if you're being chased by a bear, you don't need to be deep breathing and being calm. Your body needs to shunt um, fuel and energy out to your limbs. And so you can run faster, you breathe shallower, so you can pump your heart faster. Um, it takes you out of common sense thought because your whole purpose is to survive that situation. <clears throat> well, just watching the news can rile somebody up to the point where they've got, they feel like they're being chased by a bear. And our minds, our subconscious mind does not know the difference between fear in the media and being chased by a bear. It doesn't know that. So we have to be the ones to consciously go into, okay, I'm not being chased by a bear. Really, this is not, for, at this moment, not something I need to be really 
fearful of, concerned maybe, taking precaution, yes, doing actions, yes, but not sitting on our couch and thinking about it and wringing our hands and really freaking out it and, and, and getting our immune system lowered and our nervous system on edge. So breathing, four, seven, eight breath is a great breath technique. Again, you can breathe anywhere. You can breathe at the stoplight. You can breathe out in your backyard. You can breathe it every time you go to the bathroom, do some four, seven, eight breaths. So the four is four breath, four counts in, and that's not one, two, three, four. It's one, two, three, four. Hold for seven, breathe out for eight. And I want you to be conscious of how you're breathing. So if you're breathing up in your shoulders, I would recommend you kind of put your hands on your shoulders and pull it down a little bit and let your body know, okay, so I need to breathe down into my belly, all the way down to your belly button, because your lungs head all the way down there. They're just above your belly button. So we've got to get breath all the way down there. And when you get to the point where you're breathing to your belly button, you're telling your body, I'm safe. There's no actual danger, I'm safe. So we breathe all the way down to the belly button. And the more you do that, the more you will actually physically feel yourself calming down. You'll feel that nervousness, the tingling, the buzzing sort of drain out of your body. And so you breathe in for four, hold for seven, breathe out for eight. And that slow eight count breath has actually been shown to bring the blood pressure down. So you can actually slow your heart rate down and bring your blood pressure down simply through breathing. So you breathe in for four, you hold for seven, you breathe out for eight. You do that three, five, 10 times, whatever it takes. The other one is box breathing. And I like to combine box breathing with drumming, but we'll just start with the box itself. So a box breathing is, um, and one of the things it's doing is getting you out of that fear thought cycle, because that's, that is a lot of what I'm talking about today is get you out of that fear, worry, panic thought cycle and into a behavior that allows you to think with, clearly with common sense. So box breathing is three breaths in, hold for three, breathe out for three, hold for three. Then you go to four, breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four, five, up, in, hold, out, hold for five. You go as long as you can. And, and again, what you're doing is you're drawing yourself out of, because worry is about what's going to happen in the future. You're creating these scenarios. You're having these conversations that have never happened before. And you don't, those aren't going to serve you because 99% of the time, none of that's actually going to happen. So by breathing and focusing on the counts, your body will pull out of that fear worry cycle and into today with, and, and the present moment, which is again important. If you're box breathing, another thing you can do is drumming. So body drumming again brings you this physical mind-body connection and remind your body, I'm here and I'm safe. So we start by drumming on the legs, just tapping or drumming on the outside of the thighs. You can drum, you can clap your hands, you can smack the back of your hands. I like to do chest here because we actually activate the thymus here and the kidneys here. And the kidneys here is important because the, right on top of the kidneys are the adrenals. 
these little tiny glands that pump out cortisol when we're stressed out and in fear. And if you're tapping the kidneys, what you're doing is you're sending a signal to the kidneys, which will calm the adrenals and say, okay, it's okay to like work normally, everything is good. Um, again, we're not in danger. Um, belly breathing is actually one of my favorite things to do. And uh, how I recommend you do that is put your hands right on your belly. And this is a more active breathing. So the first two are more of a slow things down, and this is a more bring things to center breathing. So belly breathing is you're, you're very rapidly forcing your belly out. It's a very quick breath, but it's a And what you're doing is your belly is actually lifting and, and moving back and forth as you're doing that. So you do 10 counts, and then you kind of breathe normally, and then you take 10 more counts, and what you're actually doing is bringing energy back into your abdominal area. See, one of the things that happens when we're in fight flight is your body shuts off digestion because it's not necessary for you to digest food if you're being chased by a bear. Or if you're watching the news and it's making you fearful, it actually shuts down or slows down your digestion. So then you feel sluggish and bloated and, and you know, your body doesn't digest food, you aren't getting your nutrients very well. So this brings energy back into digestion. And especially if you do the four, seven, eight, the box breathing deep down into the belly, and then you move into this more active breathing, you're gonna wake up that digestion and it's gonna get moving again. And then you'll start to feel better. So you physically start to feel better because you, you won't have all that food sitting in your stomach, your digestion will work better, and you'll feel lighter and more fluid. <coughs> and the last one is um, called dragon breath. Well, this is again another one of my favorites. I love teaching this one. Dragon breath is about actively bringing as much energy and momentum into your body as possible. And so the dragon breath movements are starting with your fists, say elbows folded, fists here. You breathe in and then you push it out. And if you do that 30 times, and then you take a second to feel what's going on in your body. You feel this excited tingling. It's different. And as you get to know it, you're going to know the difference. You know the fear tingle, and then you'll get to know the excited tingle. And really, the only difference between fear and excitement is perspective. It's really the only difference. It's like if you're getting on stage, and, and there's, you, know, you, get into, you get into this mode of discussion in your brain about fear. You, you can talk yourself into or out of enjoying the experience. You can talk yourself into believing that everybody in the audience is gonna hate your talk or talk yourself into believing everybody in the audience is gonna love your talk. In either case, it probably starts with fear. And that's really just the little pivot between fear and excitement. So dragon breath. Again, what you're doing is you're bringing yourself back to the present moment, you're bringing lots of energy into your body, and you are waking things up. You're also getting yourself away from whatever's driving the fear. Because again, that's what this is all about. And then we'll talk about how you get perspective here in a minute. Okay, so after you've done your breathing, you wanna really sit and take stock, or stand and take stock, or walk and take stock of what's going on around you, what the color of things are. What does it look like? This is not about judging what it is. It is about just literally noticing it and sort of taking it in. 
um, if you're, you know, the fear has been about global pandemic and um, lots of things going wrong, et cetera. If instead you're sitting in your living room and you're like, okay, so I have a great couch. It's kind of soft and squishy. It's good for watching movies. I'm sitting on the floor. I have heat in my house. I have food in my refrigerator. You know, you're now taking stock of what's going on. If you're walking, you can say, you know, there aren't many leaves on the trees, but I'm starting to see buds come out. The daffodils are up and they're yellow and the hyacinths up and they're purple. And it, this is a really good technique for bringing yourself out of stress and noticing this very moment. And this moment is really important because it is the only one you can control. You can't change what happened before and you cannot control what's gonna happen ahead of it. You can ease your plan for what might be coming forward without worry and stress if you're okay with this moment, this very moment, okay? Um, and that's something I learned from an OT friend of mine who teaches kids that get riled up in the classroom to, that's how they get out of their sort of flurry of activity is walk down the hallway and notice how many posters are on the wall. What color is the paint on the wall? How many kids are in the, in, in the hallways? How many lockers are there? What color are the lockers? Those things will help bring you back to center. All right, so again, back to remind yourself of right now. Right now is the only thing you can control. That's it. It's the only thing you can control. So as you're bringing yourself out of stress and, and bringing yourself out of fear and worry and out of panic, you can go, okay, well, let's see, the sun is out. It's gonna be a really nice day, even though it's cold. <laughs> but in the cold, there's a benefit um, because that we hope will be mean fewer bugs. <laughs> um, and out of the cold comes the early spring flowers. So my daffodils are up and um, I have this opportunity to notice that my rose bush is starting to put leaves out. So I'm really excited for the rose bush to be coming. And right now is when things are starting to blossom and open up. Um, so then the next one is one of my favorite exercises. And this is a larger thing. So oftentimes we get fear and worry around a specific situation. And we may have something in our past or a person or a situation in our present that drives us to distraction, that really brings up our fear, brings up our anger and our frustration. Um, I'm guessing that if you thought about it for a second, you could come up with a person or a situation and you may go into those situations and like run through conversations with them and scenarios and things that may have happened where you wish you'd have said this or you, you wish you'd have done this differently or whatever. Um, and, and the challenge with that, what that does is that situation has emotion attached to it. And so we wanna detach the emotion from the situation. So here's how we do this one. You, sorry, I need to turn on my ringer here. Um, in this situation, you start to think about the person or the thing and you feel that emotion start to rise up for you. And then you do something um, really unexpected. So if you're sitting on the couch and you start to think about that emotional thing, stand up and do 10 jumping jacks. You're going to start to detach the emotion from the thing. Now go back into the thing, whatever that situation is and start to think about it. And as that rises up in you again, go over and smack the table 15 times. 
and then um, think about that situation and you'll probably notice that the emotion has less strength and you go into that situation or person and you think about it again and as soon as that starts to come up again maybe you like smack yourself on the arm <laughs> whatever it takes to get a detachment of the emotion and the the thought or the process or the thing and if the key is to get it when the emotions coming up that's really important and what you'll find is after two three four times of doing this you think about that person or thing and you're not likely to find a whole lot of emotional power behind it. another thing you can do i mentioned the vagus nerve when we're in stress fight or flight or freeze the vagus nerve tends to shut off um key things like digestion i mentioned that one there's other things that are taken offline and other things are given more emotion um so one thing you can do to get yourself out of that is to actually splash cold water on your face grab a piece of ice and throw it in your mouth or suck on, or drink some super cold ice water a shower an ice cold shower where it's shocking you even if you just put your feet in ice cold water, you don't even have to put your whole body in there. What it will do is bring your vagus nerve back offline. So that's the key. The vagus nerve gets activated when we're in stress and fear. What we wanna do is bring it offline. We don't want it activated anymore. So ice and cold is a great way to do that. Breathing then after you expose yourself to the ice and cold, and then some of the other techniques I've mentioned, very, very good. If you're in a fear, worry, panic situation, movement and exercise, incredibly important. And I don't mean, let me take a casual stroll down my hallway. I'm talking about strenuous movement. Um, in my case, because we've been clearing trees and things like that, I'll go out and move a bunch of logs and move some trees and cut some things down and light a fire and move around for a couple of hours. And that will take the stress out of my body just gone um so make it hard or challenging because again you're taking your mind off of that thing that situation that person that is leading you to that stress the next one i tried to come up with something clever for this but it didn't come out is journal and burn so write down that thing that you're super frustrated about that person that situation that you're fearful about write it down on a piece of paper rip that paper out of your notebook and light it on fire shred it throw it away and as you're doing that i release all of the emotion related to this situation and allow things to happen the way that for my best and highest good and you can do that with past situations you can do that with your future projections you can do that with things that are in the present as well and there's not much more powerful than gratitude Gratitude is one of the most powerful emotions out there. It is one of the most high frequency emotions as well. And gratitude doesn't, I think we have this perception that you have to think that like in this great broad brushes of I have this grand gratitude for all these incredible things. And gratitude starts very simply with, I'm very grateful that I have a bed to sleep in and a roof over my head and food in the refrigerator, that I'm breathing, that I can learn and that I can grow and I can be better than I was an hour ago. <laughs> um, and, and make those gratitude statements and feel it, feel that gratitude. I am grateful that today I am healthy, strong and vital. 
I'm grateful today that I can go out and I can take a walk and enjoy the weather. There are so many things we can be grateful for. It is an unlimited abundance of things that we can be grateful for. And it does not require a whole lot of uh, strenuous thought or <laughs> extreme things to happen for that to be the case. Um, a couple of things I'm gonna add to this. Don't give your pain a voice. Words have power. So, um, Instead of walking around and telling everyone how miserable you are, give voice to life is amazing. It's amazing how that will shift your perspective and because of how the energy of, um, of the law of attraction works, we will attract to ourselves what we believe in. Uh, and don't die in the chair is another great thing I heard not too long ago. Don't die in the chair. Get up and do something about it. You are the only one who can change your situation. So get up and do something about it. If you're sitting there worrying and in fear, don't let it keep hold of you. Get up, go do something about it. And I gave you a few ideas. There are lots of other good ideas out there. Um, but I, I, these are ones that worked really, really well for me. So um, that is the nature of what I wanted to share with you guys today. I did it fairly quickly, about a half an hour. That's my goal. So um, I will unmute the folks that are here. And if you guys want to have any questions or want to share any thoughts, that'd be great. No uh, questions. I have a but question. Like um, will this video... Jennifer, why don't you start? Uh, Juliana, thank you for doing this. Um, I agree and uh, need constant reminders to do all of those things. Um, just breathing is probably the number one thing that I forget to do. <laughs> um, and I wondered, um, is this video going to be something that you post on um, a platform that it can be shared? Um, because I think this is super useful information that I would like to share with other people. Uh, Jennifer, I'm going to aim to load the videos up on YouTube, the one from yesterday and for today. Um, my, the platform or uh, channel is Defy Gravity Media Productions. That's where this, the videos will be. Um, I'll try to load it up on my website as well. Um, my internet is painfully slow out here. So it's going to in part depend on can I get into town um, or if the internet's going to cooperate today. <laughs> but I will aim to do that for sure. Uh, it will get loaded up on the podcast today. So the audio will be available. And I will put that in the Facebook post. Um, okay. And then also on the Defy Gravity um, podcast. So it's Defy Gravity FP um, on uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook and on the podcast. Yep. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Stephanie? I didn't have any questions. I was just basically what she just said, uh, the breathing techniques. It's nice to be reminded. <laughs> Good. Because I don't do that great either. <laughs> well, I had thought to do almost like a daily, um, 
you know, 10 or 15 minutes uh, reminder each day so that we can kind of either you can come together when I when I'm on or uh, later I'll probably do those as Facebook lives in the defy gravity page itself so that you can come in uh, if you can't catch it when I do it you can come in later um, we're gonna be on the road tomorrow all day so I won't be able to do much tomorrow um, well or my topics will be different Thursday and Friday then we'll be back online Okay. Well, I'm um, very glad that you guys enjoyed it. And Defy Gravity is here for you, for your health, body, mind, and spirit, to bring you knowledge and education to empower you to own your life and be in charge of it. Come on in regularly for the knowledge that you need to support all of your life's objectives. I'm Juliana Sauber, traditional naturopath, and not only a survivor, but I've recovered. And I'm living free of health challenges that kept me down for almost two decades. So I'm here to share with you the things that I did to regain my health and get my life back and bring people to you that will also help you and give you more information and more perspectives. And that is the key to creating the life that you want. So welcome to Defy Gravity. Subscribe, come back regularly. Please invite your friends, share this podcast. Find us on Facebook and Instagram because we are here to meet your needs.